This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For cables, connectors, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And buy the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. back good evening everyone it's ham talk live episode number 47 setting up your d-star rig with john davis wb4 qdx recorded live on thursday january 12th 2017 i'm your host neil rap wb9 vpg thanks for tuning in to this episode of ham talk live tonight we'll be joined by john davis wb4 qdx who will take your questions about setting up your D-Star rig. Uh, we'll take your calls live after the break. Um, last week, Dave Anderson, K4SV, was here to talk about how you compare radios and try to pick a good HF rig for you, and also beverage antennas. And as Dave Letterman used to say, I don't believe there's a man, woman, or child alive that doesn't enjoy a lovely beverage. So if you missed the show about beverages, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or you can listen to us on one of those podcast things, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in on SoundCloud or even over on YouTube. Uh, before we take our first break uh, tonight, I do want to mention that uh, one of my colleagues, over at Amateur Radio Newsline has uh, asked for some prayers. Uh, Bobby Best, WX4ALA, often does weather segments on Newsline and is a severe weather meteorologist for some groups of broadcast stations uh, in Alabama. And uh, Bobby was diagnosed with prostate cancer this week. This is his third bout with cancer. Um, and so uh, we, we would ask that you... Um, pray for Bobby, so please uh, join me in in prayer for him, and uh, we hope he has a speedy recovery, recovery and a, a successful one as well. Um, he's, uh, he's just uh, getting started into uh, what to do about all this, so I uh, just want to remember Bobby, and uh, if you're listening, Bobby, um, we're, we're behind you, and, uh, and I hope things are, are going well soon for you. Well, get your D-Star questions ready uh, after the interview. Uh, we'll talk to John for a little bit, and then I'll let you know uh, when it's time to call. And when you call, there's a phone number you'll need. That number is 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can call us on Skype. Our username is just HamTalkLive. Uh, you can also send questions via Twitter. In fact, we already have a couple uh, of questions on Twitter um, ready to go. And our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive. 
So if uh, you want to join in the conversation, please do. That's how you'll do that. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk to John for a little while first, and then I'll let you know when to call in. So I'll be back with uh, John, WB4QDX, right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a Ham Fest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and ham sticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. If a man says something in the woods and there are no women there, is he still wrong? You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight. To help bring you Ham Talk Live, they'll be at the Orlando Ham Fest at the University of Central Florida on Saturday, and then they'll be in Fort Myers, Florida, and St. Charles, Illinois next weekend, and then Collinsville, Illinois, and Arcadia, Florida on January 28th. Or you can call. It's 920-435-2973 is the phone number, or you can visit their website. That's pl-259.com, and tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. They bring you Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. And if you miss the show, you can catch us on demand on the website or download it from most popular podcasting websites. Our guest tonight is John Davis, WB4QDX. He started in amateur radio as a novice in 1969 as WN4QDX in Nashville, Tennessee, when he upgraded to uh, General um, and then advanced, uh, became WB4QDX. He was active on HF and VHF, working a lot of ready and repeaters, and moved to Atlanta in 1981. And uh, he continued to stay active on VHF and UHF there and upgraded to Extra in 2001. John is very active on D-Star and operates the WD4STR repeaters in Lawrenceville, Georgia, and helps with most of the other D-Star repeaters around Georgia. Um, he is presented on D-Star at the Dayton Hamvention and was the moderator of last year's D-Star forum there as well. Uh, John is a member of the Gwinnett uh, Amateur Radio Society, uh, is active in MCOM and ARIES as a district emergency coordinator for the Georgia section. He's also... Um, Served as the emergency coordinator in Gwinnett County, uh, Georgia, for seven years. And he is uh, 
the past treasurer and uh, Georgia vice director for the Southeastern Repeater Association. So, John, thanks for coming on Ham Talk Live. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I I talked to um, Ray Novak over at ICOM, and he said, uh, you're the guy I need to have on here because I keep getting all these D-Star questions, and and we were talking before the show. I, I have not delved into the digital VHF and UHF stuff yet. I, I have uh, helped and and operated and, and built and everything else on the analog side of the repeater thing for many, many years. But there's a lot of this that's, that's going digital, and um, we're going to try to do a show every once in a while on all of the uh, different uh, digital formats, but we wanted to focus on D-Star tonight because the number one question uh, that I get is is how to set up the rig. So we're going to try to focus on setup tonight. Uh, we can take some other questions, but but we're going to try to, uh, to kind of focus on that. Um, that's the most frequently asked question I've had on the show since we came on the air in February. Uh, how do I set up a D-Star rig? I've got it at ID 51. I have no idea how to how to use it, how to get it set up. And so we had a guest uh, earlier back on episode 36 that explained uh, a lot of how the D-Star works and how to set up some of the older rigs. But again, most of the questions have been about the new latest and greatest radios with all the the new features like the uh, ICOM ID-51. So um, just the other day I had somebody else say, well, I, I bought one and it's sitting right here. I have no idea. Um, how to use it. So why don't you start off walking us through what you should do to set up um, one of these ID-51s from ICOM? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, the first thing I would say is the ID-51, in my mind, and I, I've owned quite a few handhelds over the years, but even if I were not doing D-Star, I would probably have an ID-51 because it's got some great features that not only work on uh, D-Star, but also work uh, on regular analog FM, uh, such as finding the nearest repeater uh, from what you have in memory. Uh, an ID-51 out of the box uh, is a great improvement, uh, as you said, over some of the early radios. If you were getting into D-Star back in the 2010, 11, 12 uh, era, there was a, a larger learning curve that, that you had to go through it to set it up. Um, and I've, I've done this in the uh, class that I've done at Dayton uh, on Friday mornings of, of Dayton for the last five years, uh, going through the, the older radios and, and then say, okay, we've got a new generation of radios, uh, like the ID-51. I'm sure we'll talk about the 5100 mobile as well. But out of the box, um, I'll say ICOM was very smart uh, to give you a radio that you can uh, – get on the air almost immediately. If you've got any charge on that battery, uh, turn it on. The only thing you really need to do is enter your call sign uh, because uh, D-Star transmits your call sign every time you, you key the mic. Uh, so if you're an anonymous or chunker of, uh, of radios then um, uh, and repeaters, then you're probably out of luck with this. But that's all you have to do. Uh, it comes with a, uh, a library, I'll say, uh, of memories uh, for various D-Star repeaters 
around the world, actually. So you can get on immediately, um, turn on your ID51, turn on the internal GPS, give it a chance to lock up, get in the menu and say, find me the nearest repeater, and it will locate the nearest D-Star repeater for you, and you are on the air uh, without any other programming. You can then take it from there and, and do a lot more things with it, and we can talk about that. But it's easy to get on the air immediately and um, pretty painless. Okay, so you just need to, to get the thing turned on, charged up, and and make sure you get your call sign in there. And then um, any, anything else about, um, you know, you said it finds the repeater for you, then um, is there any other maybe a little bit past the the very basics that, uh, you know, things you should probably do? Well, there are a couple of things that are uh, very handy with this radio. One of the things is that it accepts a uh, micro SD card. Uh, and, and don't go out and buy a 64-gig micro SD card. Uh, buy a 4-gig, 8-gig, a little small, inexpensive one. Uh, insert it in the radio, and what that allows you to do is save and load different memory configurations that you have stored on that card. Um, and that brings you to another feature, which is the memories can be updated very easily. As I mentioned earlier, it it comes with um, probably 750 D-Star repeaters, uh, already loaded in the memories. Now, it won't have every one in the country because there are more than 750. And uh, But you'll find one probably close by you, especially in the major cities. It might have two or three ones, uh, different different uh, areas loaded. Uh, so you can, you can get on the air immediately with that. The first thing I would do is put that SD card in and save what you uh, have in the radio. Just export it to the SD card right away. Um, I'm going to give you another resource, which is uh, a very good resource for D-Star information as well as updating your memory, and that's the website www.dstarinfo.com, D-Star Info, one word. Um, it's uh, a website that's done by uh, Ed Woodrick, uh, WA4YIH, who's also very active in D-Star, and he's put this site together. He's also built some uh, very easy-to-use programs in there that you can download and update uh, your memories in your radio. And it's uh, very easy to do uh, following the instructions. Um, in the radio that I have, when I'm, I'm going to travel to another area, uh, let's say I'm going to Los Angeles, well, I'll go out to dstarinfo.com download the 750 closest repeaters to Los Angeles, California. And I can do a combination of FM repeaters as well as D-Star repeaters. And I will save that as a CSV file, have that on the SD card. I get off the plane in L.A., turn on my radio, say import, pick the file name for Los Angeles. About 45 seconds later, I've got the 750 closest repeaters uh, to Los Angeles, California. So it's very easy to update your memories. Now, one other thing I'll mention also is the question about registration. Uh, that's something that uh, there's always a lot of questions about, but it's also an area that uh, can be misunderstood. Uh, let me just give you a few uh, helpful hints on that. Uh, the first thing 
uh, is registration is optional. You do not have to register your call sign to get on and talk on a D-Star repeater or a D-Star repeater that may be linked to a reflector, which may have one, two, three, four, a hundred other repeaters linked to it. You do not have to register to do that. What the registration does is it allows you to link and unlink the local repeater that you're transmitting on um, to other repeaters, to other reflectors. And then if you also have something like a DV dongle or a DV access point, then you do have to register for that. Now, you want to register on one and only one repeater. And it really doesn't matter where in the world that you register. Um, as long as you register and complete the registration process on one repeater. Uh, a question that always comes up is, I tried to register on uh, my local repeater nearest to me. I filled out the initial registration part, and I haven't heard a thing for weeks. Uh, unfortunately, there are some uh, repeater administrators out there that don't check uh, for new registrations, uh, and therefore they can kind of leave someone stranded. Uh, what I'll offer in this, and I say this in my class at Dayton, is if you would like to, if you've had a problem like that, and if you would like to register, uh, I will be more than happy to process your registration uh, on my local repeater, WD4STR, Whiskey Delta 4 Sierra Tango Romeo. That repeater is located in Georgia. Uh, the database is backed up uh, in two different places. So it's, uh, it's, it's got a very robust database, which uh, will be protected. Um, and then you can register there if you've had any trouble. Uh, let's say you've already registered or attempted to register uh, on another repeater. You haven't heard anything back. Shoot me an email, wb4qdx at arrl.net. Let me know your situation. I can probably help you getting you registered uh, on, on one of our repeaters here, uh, and then I'll try to work with the uh, U.S. Trust Server team to eliminate that registration on um, the original repeater where you tried to register. So registration is a, uh, a three-step process. First thing you do is go to a repeater, and there will usually be a registration link. You'll fill out your name, your email address, your call sign, um, and a password. And then it's up to the repeater administrator to approve your call sign. Uh, once they do that, you have to log back in and uh, do what's called a space terminal. What I mean by that is you're going to go back in. You're going to actually hit the space bar in a certain location uh, on that screen. And uh, then you will be completely registered. And that database synchronizes with all the uh, D-Star repeaters around the world. Now, there's some very good instructions on how to do that. I'm going to give you a, uh, a website link, which gives you very detailed instructions on how to do that. And that's at www.dstargateway.org, dstargateway.org. That'll bring up a document that'll give you step-by-step -step instructions with uh, screenshots showing the uh, the screens that you'll have to go through for that. Now, don't register on that site. It's using the uh, 
uh, screens from W4DOC, which is a, uh, a very powerful repeater here in the Atlanta area. Uh, but if you will uh, just enter WD4STR or look for the registration for that, I'll be glad to help you if you run into any problems with that. That's kind of the, the, the first steps of uh, uh, getting on the air, get registered, and then you can rock and roll from there, Neil. All great information. Uh, hopefully that helps um, answer a lot of the questions we've been getting. And if not, you'll have a chance to call in here in a little bit and uh, and ask those. So uh, before we take our break here, uh, let's take a couple of minutes to talk about the ID5100 mobile. And, um, and then we'll also get uh, into the Kenwood handheld. Uh, but go ahead and talk about the, the mobile for a minute. Well, the, the ID5100 mobile um, is very similar uh, to the ID51 handheld. It's a 50-watt mobile. It's a dual band and dual receive, uh, meaning you can receive two signals uh, simultaneously, uh, kind of like a Yezu FT8800, 8900, and also the earlier uh, D-Star radio, the, uh, the 2820. Uh, now, you're only receiving one D-Star signal at a time, and typically what you'll have is on one side of the radio, you may have a uh, D-Star repeater, local D-Star repeater. The other side of the radio, you may have your favorite FM repeater. That's what I do as I'm traveling around town here. Uh, the menu system on the 5100 is very, very similar to the ID51, so you will like that. Let me mention one more thing, and this applies to both the 51 and the 5100. One of the, um, I'll try to say this in a nice way, one of the shortcomings uh, in the initial setup of a 51 or a 5100, uh, you will notice if you go into what's called DR mode, Delta Romeo, DR mode, that makes it very simple to find repeaters. Uh, so find the DR button either on the 5100 or the 51, Press that, and you'll see the screen goes to two sections. One will say to, T-O, and one will say from. Two is where you want to go. So highlight two. Uh, you can scroll through that and find a repeater. From is going to be the local repeater where you are actually going into. Now, you will uh, typically in the to field for just talking – you're going to want to set that to CQ, CQ, CQ. Now, there are different CQ, CQ, CQ settings. And unfortunately, the one that comes up by default is what's called the local CQ. Now, that's fine for talking on your local repeater. But if your repeater is linked, um, your signal will not go outside of the local repeater unless you use a different CQ. So what you'll want to do with that is press 2 or highlight the 2, and then you will, in fact, let me turn on my radio here to make sure I'm giving you the instructions exactly correctly on that. Um, you will say um, 2, and then it will say you will select your call sign or reflector. Actually, the one you want to select is reflector. And if you press Reflector in the menu and then Use Reflector, select that, and then you'll notice in the To field, it'll say Use Reflector CQ, CQ, CQ. 
if you've ever been on D-Star and you only heard one side of the conversation uh, on a distant repeater, that's exactly what's happening. Both stations are on a repeater, the same repeater, and one station will have local CQ set up instead of use repeater or use reflector. So that other station is not, their voice is not being allowed to go outside of their local repeater. Um, so that's a common mistake that people make. Um, if you set it to CQ, 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 use reflector or use repeater, uh, it's a little different on different radios, uh, you'll be all set to go. And that's in the two, the TO field. And that's what's simplified. Uh, DR mode is what's simplified with the 51 and the 5100. It's You don't have to worry about programming all these extra fields for each memory. Very good. And um, let's take just a minute here um, to talk about the new Kenwood. Uh, just a few months ago, Kenwood came out with uh, their first D-Star radio, the THD-74 handheld. It is a tri-bander. It does a little bit of everything. So tell us... Uh, uh, just a little bit about uh, the setup on a, on a THD-74. Well, Kenwood did a very good job in introducing their first D-Star radio, and I, I really would like to congratulate Kenwood for uh, coming out and supporting uh, as the second uh, of the major manufacturers to, to enter with a D-Star radio. Uh, therefore, you have two of, the, two of the three, I will say, major ones supporting that, which... Uh, uh, pretty much establishes D-Star as kind of, I hate to really use this term, but I'll say the, the de facto digital voice standard. The Kenwood D74, THD74, full product name, uh, it's got some great features. Uh, even without the D-Star side being a tri-band, uh, 2 meter, 220, 440, um, gives you excellent capabilities. I've never been on 220 before having this radio. The other side is it's got, uh, in the Kenwood tradition, it's got some very good APRS capabilities. Uh, and I think, uh, because I'm still exploring, uh, one of the things that really interested me on that is being able to access uh, kind of the full TNC commands, which I understand the D72 had, and I, I think that they've carried that over to the D74 as well. Now, on the D-Star side, Kenwood's entry into D-Star, they made a very good uh, effort at doing that, and they're still coming out with uh, firmware upgrades to uh, fix some bugs and also kind of correct some of the, uh, maybe the startup things that uh, didn't go exactly right. But they mimicked the uh, to and from the DR mode uh, of the ID51 and 5100. They also have the uh, uh, able the ability to upgrade and uh, update your memories as well with a uh, small SD card. Uh, one thing I really like about the uh, D74 is that uh, it has, rather than being a uh, like the very small, the 2.5 millimeter three-pin serial interface on it. It's got a uh, a small USB. I don't remember whether it's the mini or the micro. I think it may be the mini USB. So a standard USB cable will allow you to connect it to uh, a laptop or another computer. Uh, their programming software is free, uh, but I also think the people at RT Systems have software as well uh, for programming the D74. Good radio, and I think it continues to improve. There are a couple of shortcomings, um, but I think they'll be corrected as, as time goes on. One of them is uh, in D-Star, you have the ability to not only 
transmit voice but data along with it, uh, basically around 1,200 BPS data, similar to packet, but you can do a whole lot more with that. Now, in the ICOM radios, it's easy to just one cable uh, connect to a 51 or 5100 mobile, and you can do uh, some data transfer with free programs like DRATS, a very good uh, program for that. Uh, Here in Georgia, in our ARIES group, that's one of the three digital mode, digital data modes that we support along with uh, the NBeams FLDigi package and WinLink. Uh, Unfortunately, right now in the D74, you can't run things like DRATS and and, uh, use that as a data interface, but I think that will probably improve. It's probably just uh, one or two uh, uh, firmware upgrades away from, from having that as well. But it's a good radio. It's uh, it's a bit on the pricey side. Uh, price will probably come down like all ham radios do. Um, so it's a little bit pricey, but you're getting a lot of extra features in the tri-band and the full APRS capabilities. Good radio overall. Uh, I really do like it. All right, very good. Well, there are some options for you um, if you're uh, looking to get into D-Star or um, if you have uh, the D-Star rig already. Uh, hopefully that will help you um, get on the air. And if not, we're going to uh, take a break, and then we're going to give you a chance to ask questions. So um, get your dialing fingers ready. Uh, 812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number. And uh, we'll be back and uh, listen to a word from the ham station. And then uh, we'll take your calls right after uh, this on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by the ham station. For over 37 years, the ham station has sold new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to hams everywhere. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham station carries all the major brands like Icom, Yezu, and Kenwood, and they have a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, and Amplifiers by Mirage and Ameritron, Kushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online ordering is at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373 to place an order and talk it over with the experts. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Oh yeah, you're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. The Ham Station has you covered for D-Star and uh, all kinds of new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call, 800-729-4373, or go to hamstation.com, tell them you heard it, right here on Ham Talk Live. And hey, uh, be sure to check out our Twitter feed and our uh, Facebook page, just search for Ham Talk Live. We are there. So it's time for your calls now, so we're going to start taking questions. Uh, if you have a question for John, that phone number again is 812-NET-HAM-1, 812 Six three eight four two six one, or you can tweet us 
at Ham Talk Live, or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live, and uh, we will take your calls with your questions. And I do have one already from Twitter from KC7ZIE. Uh, wants to know about registering um, with my local repeater and haven't heard back, which you've, you've already uh, addressed. So I think we've got that one covered. Um, and he also wants to know um, little uh, differences between DMR, Fusion, and D-Star besides price. So, uh, again, we're, we're trying to keep it on, on setup tonight, but I don't want to pass over the question. So you can offer a short comparison of of those i know that that's hard to do in a minute or two but um if you can answer that uh at least a, a little bit voice is uh, something that's very exciting and and i do all three of those mode because i i really like learning about them in fact that's uh getting into the digital modes with uh, first d star then dmr and fusion uh, has really revived a lot of my interest and is kind of the area that I focus on in ham radio, uh, starting with D-Star. D-Star is the most widely used um, of the modes. Uh, it is a narrowband digital mode. Um, it, uh, it's been around since, well, I guess it kind of started around 2005, but really hit its stride around 2010, and there's... Uh, Gosh, tens of thousands of registered D-Star users uh, around the world. Um, it's it's a very good mode, and it has both, uh, as I said earlier, voice and data capabilities. DMR is a commercial uh, digital radio standard. It's actually a standard uh, from in Europe uh, with ETSI, uh, ETSI, uh, European Telecommunication, Telecommunication Standards Institute, I believe is what that stands for. But it's been brought over um, into ham radio applications. Uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, it's got a lot of similarities in that it's true digital, and it is a narrower um, signal on the air than an FM signal is. Uh, not quite as narrow as D-Star, but very, very spectrally efficient. Now, the difference in DMR is... It transmits in what's called time division multiple access, or TDMA, which means you actually have two conversations, two separate conversations going on on one RF carrier. Uh, and because it's uh, time division, uh, each one transmits for only a fraction of a second. I think it's somewhere around 200 milliseconds, a fifth of a second. And they alternate back and forth, but, but you pick out on your radio one of the two time slots uh, or conversations that you that you hear on that. Um, DMR is a very robust um, modulation scheme because it is used for public safety, um, similar to what we see with a lot of uh, large interoperable systems uses P25 standard. And I call DMR the poor man's P25. But it's had a great adaptation and growth in amateur radio, and there are a lot of DMR repeaters in the U.S., uh, North America, and around the world. Uh, so it's another mode as well. Now, the final one, Yezu's System Fusion. Um, it's a very good technology. Unfortunately, I think Yezu's implementation of it and how they've rolled it out has probably been lacking and and that's reflected in its growth 
Yezu tried to really foster the growth by offering these $500 uh, system fusion repeaters, and it would operate either FM or fusion. And I think they've sold several thousand of them. Unfortunately, most people bought them to replace their aging um, FM repeaters uh, using the old Motorola Micor and and uh, re- technologies has been around since the 80s or, or 70s even there. So many of those repeaters, unfortunately, will never have a digital signal go through them. Uh, with the uh, uh, adoption of a D-Star radio by Kenwood uh, and, and not going with uh, a separate standard or uh, system fusion, uh, it's, it's kind of fueled a, a second wave of growth for D-Star, and DMR continues to grow. Uh, so the two of those are kind of the dominant standards, um, and then you have System Fusion is kind of a very distant uh, third. And the capability to be able to link repeaters, et cetera, uh, like you can with uh, uh, DMR and D-Star has been lacking, and that's, that's uh, really stymied a lot of the growth for that. So that's kind of the shortest version I can do, Neil. Okay, very good. And, and we're going to do some more DMR shows and, and some System Fusion stuff, too. Uh, in the future, we just kind of try to spread them out a little bit. So, uh, so we'll try to get into some of those later on. But, uh, tonight's D Star. So, uh, we're focusing on, uh, setting up D Star radios. So give us a call if you have a question about D Star. It's 812 NETAM1, 812 Or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live. Or you can send it uh, via Twitter. Our handle is at HamTalkLive. We have about five minutes left. So now's your chance to ask your questions. If there's anything that uh, you're having trouble with on um, one of these D-Star rigs, why, uh, why let us know. Um, 812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll hear from uh, a couple of people yet tonight. And we want to thank... Um, let me get the uh, name up here, or the call sign, KC7ZIE, for uh, for tweeting in tonight. Um, oh, I have another one on Twitter from KB2YSI. Uh, wants to know, is an IC7100 still compatible with the newer radios in D-Star? Yes, it is. Uh, I have one of those. <clears throat> I'm uh, radio poor, as you can see. Yeah, you see. have one of everything, right? Um, quite a few. <laughs> uh, I, I had to be careful. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was uh, on a local net talking about the number of radios that I have. My I didn't notice, but my XYL was sitting across the room, Oops. counting on fingers all the numbers of, of radios. And she said, well, "I'm going to have a great time shopping." Seventy-one hundred. The seventy-one hundred has the DR mode, just like the fifty-one hundred and fifty-one. So uh, for, for D-Star activity on VHF, UHF, and actually you can do D-Star on HF. Um, if you'll go to dstarinfo.com, you can find some information. There are some nets on that as well. The 7100 is a great kind of all-band radio uh, that you can also do D-Star. So it does incorporate the new features. Uh, you can import and export um, memories as well on it uh, with an SD card. It has a full-size SD card. Uh, not the micro size. So a lot of the same features translate to the 7100. Good radio and um, very economically priced for an all-band radio. 
And a pretty good looking radio, too. It is. It is. It is. 812 Net Ham 1. This is your last chance. We just have a couple of minutes remaining. 812 Net Ham 1. Give us a phone call or uh, Skype us at Ham Talk Live or send us a tweet at Ham Talk Live. And again, thanks to KB2YSI, Don Rhodes, for uh, checking in with us tonight and uh, and asking a question. So uh, we've got time for one more. If we can, uh, if we can pick one up, um, Neil. There was one thing. If, if you don't oh, mind, oh yeah, yeah, you wanted to mention something. That's right. Yeah, Go ahead. we've uh, we've done a class at Dayton uh, for the last five years. On Friday morning is a three-hour class going through everything from the basics of DSR all the way to some of the new devices like uh, dongles and DVAPs and hotspots and everything else. But uh, those programs uh, can be streamed if you'll go to the www.dstarinfo.com website and look under the Conferences tab. Uh, you can access those programs. You can also find those on YouTube as well. Um, if you're new to D-Star and need some information, we'll go into a whole lot more detail uh, than we've been able to do tonight about setting up uh, either one of the uh, earlier generation radios like the 2820, the 880, um, radios like that, uh, as well as the new generation uh, 3151, 5100, 7100 uh, that incorporates the DR mode. So you can find that at dstarinfo.com. And an awful lot of other information is available to you there. Very good. And uh, we've got another one uh, from John Ayers here. Uh, that says, I was wondering how to use the gateway to get directly to repeaters on the 5100. Uh, that, I, I think what you're asking on that is um, how to... There's a, uh, a Linux PC that's actually attached to repeaters. It's called the Gateway, and that allows that repeater to uh, connect via the Internet to reflectors, which are like big conference bridges, or to other repeaters. Now, if you're, uh, depending on the radio you have, if you have one of the 51s or 5100s, that's all handled kind of magically for you in DR mode, that when you select the to um, and from, that will uh, uh, allow you to connect uh, through that gateway out to other repeaters or reflectors. What you do is in the from heading, you will set your local repeater. In the to setting, normally, again, you have the use reflector or use repeater, CQ, CQ, CQ. But you can change what's in the to field, and that will allow you to connect to reflectors. Uh, for example, reflector 1 Charlie is a very popular one. Uh, reflector 30 Charlie is a very popular one. Uh, it, there is a list of reflectors uh, out on dstarinfo.com. So uh, some of them are regional. Some of them have a uh, certain language worldwide. Uh, there are others that are of certain interest groups, and some are uh, more geared toward MCOM or Aries type things as well. Uh, but you you change where you want your local repeater, your radio, to go through that local repeater by changing what's in the two field. And once you highlight that, rotate the knob, and uh, you'll see uh, access to different reflectors around. All right, very good. Well, we are out of time, and we just had a call come in, so I'm sorry we didn't uh, get to you tonight. Uh, but uh, John, want to thank you for for coming on. 
Uh, but that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to John Davis, WB4QDX, and he's available at WB4QDX at ARRL.net. Um, and thanks for, to everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and tweeting in. And I'll invite you all back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Carl Luchaschwab, K9LA, will be here to talk about sunspots. For all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. So 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Seven three and good luck from Ham Talk Live.